Thanks for being with us. Well, here is a title, a headline that you don't see every day, and that's probably a good thing. It is an article saying Oregon's first case of human plague in eight years likely came from a pet cat. So I wanted to find out more about this. This after health officials announcing that a resident in a rural part of the state of Oregon has been diagnosed with plague and again makes that states. It's the first human case in that state in more than eight years. So how did this actually happen? David Wagner is the director of the Biodefense and Disease Ecology Center at Northern Arizona University's Pathogen and Microbiome Institute. Thank you so much for taking some time today. My pleasure. How are you today? I'm very well. How about you? Yeah, just fine, thank you. Excellent. This is a bit of a jarring headline, I think, in looking at some of the the details of this. But what has happened here that a human has, that this is the first case, again, in more than eight years, that a human has potentially been infected with plague by their cat? Yeah, what people don't understand is that plague is endemic in rodent populations throughout the western United States. And so it's been out there for probably over 100 years, but it just uh, those rodents and their fleas, which is what transmits plague to human, are rarely in contact with humans. So human cases are really rare in the U.S. All right. So, but so, how does that happen then? It's the, the is it the fleas, and that's how it goes from an animal to a human, or are there other ways that humans can contract it? Yeah, that's the most common form. So, it, this is really a disease of rodents and their fleas, and so a rodent becomes infected, a flea feeds upon that, becomes infected, passes it on to another rodent. So, almost all human plague cases around the world are due to a flea bite, and that's the form of plague that is known as bubonic plague. Which sounds even more ominous, but when we break it down, and bubonic plague, is that, from what I was looking at earlier, is that where the plague is, that if it infects your lymph nodes, then it is called, or it's a case of bubonic plague? Yeah, that's exactly right. So what happens is people are usually bit by an infected flea on their extremities, And then the bacterium that causes plague will travel to your closest lymph node, uh, and there it will propagate and swell. And that swollen lymph node, usually under your arm or uh, in your groin area, is referred to as a bubo. So that's where the term bubonic plague comes from. And how concerning is it when humans do contract this? Well, it's very concerning. So left untreated bubonic plague has a mortality rate around 50%. But that said, it's very easily treated with even simple antibiotics, which is why we don't have huge plague pandemics anymore like we did in the past. And so is it a case of if somebody has those symptoms or realizes that maybe they were exposed, is it a case of getting treatment in a timely manner and and then, then there are better outcomes? Uh, absolutely. So you want to get treatment within uh, a few days of being exposed. But look, this is extremely rare. Less than 10 cases a year in the U.S. 
Um, and so I would just tell your listeners, uh, be sure to wear your seatbelt and don't worry too much about flags. <laughs> right. Because it is when you see a headline like this, it is very much, at least for me, it made me stop and think, oh, well, that seems so strange. But like you said, it, it very few cases in the U.S. So is it out there, though, more in that and it's rare that that it's transferred from animals to humans? And again, like you said, through fleas, is it that it's out there and it's just very rare for it to be to be transferred yeah that's it. It, it it's that the the rodents that maintain it in the western united states are the types of rodents that humans rarely come into contact with and so humans rarely come into contact with plague infected fleas if you think back to you know the black death and the great plague pandemics humans lived in close proximity to rodents such as rats and their fleas and so there was just a lot more contact but in, in the Western U.S., it's mostly native rodents that people almost never come into contact with. So does that make this case even a bit stranger that the, the health officials say this person was likely infected by their pet cat? No, it doesn't surprise me at all because you, you think about a roaming cat going out and maybe there was a dead rodent. And so that rodent has died of plague and the cat is playing with it. Uh, the fleas that are on that rodent then are looking for a new host and they'll happily hop on the cat and then maybe hop off and feed on the human when the cat gets home for dinner that night. Hmm. Would the cat, I think in this case, they said the cat was ill or had developed some type of sy- symptoms. In a case like this, would it, would it make sense or would it be normal that the cat in question was also showing signs of illness? Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I'm a dog person. Uh, cats are highly susceptible to plague and, in fact, can transfer it to, their, uh, to humans every once in a while. Again, it's a very rare disease. Whereas dogs, um, they, they mount an adaptive immune response very quickly and almost always uh, just clear the infection. But they can, both dogs and cats could... Uh, indirectly bring plague to their owners by bringing plague-infected fleas into the house. But again, very, very rare in in North America. Uh, Well, you've answered. I was curious about the difference between uh, cats and dogs, because I would imagine the same fleas would be attracted to both of those animals. But but dogs have figured dogs, dogs have figured it out, have they, or or Mm -hmm. found a way to kind of not be as susceptible? Yeah, it must have something to do with their evolutionary history. I mean, fleas are, uh, dogs probably spent more time in the presence of plague and then just evolved resistance. But the fleas, most fleas are very host specific. They, they have their particular animal that they want to feed on. But when that particular uh, host animal dies, then they get less picky and they'll feed on whatever comes around. And that's, that's when they'll hop on cats or dogs or humans and, and start feeding. And so, like you said, too, uh, this is not something that uh, people need to worry about, even if, uh, say, you're planning a trip to Oregon or you're spending time in that state, in that this case is an extremely rare type of transfer? Uh, Absolutely. And there's so many other things to worry about. Get all your vaccinations for all the things you can. That's that's a much better strategy than worrying about a single plague case in Oregon, I would say. <laughs> All right. Well, one other question, though. Can you protect yourself from it other than don't have a flea bite you? Don't be in that, that close proximity to an infected rodent or the fleas. Is there any other way humans can protect themselves? 
Well, you could uh, keep a flea from feeding upon you. Wear long sleeves uh, when walking out in in the wilderness, in the woods, and then you could use insect repellent. So anything that's going to repel a tick, for example, and I'm sure you have plenty of ticks up there, anything that's going to repel a tick is also going to repel a flea for the most part. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking more about this. We'll leave it there for today, but thank you so much for your time. My pleasure.